fun little affordable hobby known as pinball, is it over? Are we seeing sales of games reach a point that is seemingly crazy? Now, this is not Canada hyping and pumping and dumping games. These are actual sales of pinball machines. Now, I think those of us that just want to ignore these sales are ignoring what's going to come to this industry next. And it's happened in other industries. It's happened in other collectible markets that have similar target audiences to pinball. And it's what nobody wants to talk about, right? Everybody just wants to get on shows and interview designers and artists or podcasters. Everybody wants to do shows and talk about tournaments. Everyone's saying the same thing. And I'm here to tell you, this is, to me, the biggest thing that's going to sweep over the pinball hobby over the next few years. And I think this is going to happen. And what I'm talking about are ADMs. I'm going to tell you what an ADM is in a minute, but it's happened in the automotive world. It happens in the jewelry world. It happens everywhere. There is more demand than supply for something. But before I do that, I'm going to sneak in a little news item, and that's the fact that Carl Weathers is doing the callouts for The Mandalorian. Now, some people are nervous about this because if you think about it, does that mean it's going to be only season one? And does it mean it's going to be like Stranger Things in which the sheriff does all the call-outs and it's kind of lame? I don't know. I think Carl Weathers is an animated actor, and I think him doing the call-outs in The Mandalorian, here's the thing. It's better than him not doing the call-outs in The Mandalorian and Stern has to get some like internal person or hire someone to pretend to be Carl Weathers. So Carl Weathers will be doing the call-outs in this game. More to come on The Mandalorian in a couple weeks. We've been we've been giving you all the news. Isn't it amazing? Canada's Pinball Podcast is giving you all the news, even though the other shows said they're the go-to source for news. Where are they? Off the air. Tombstone themselves. Okay, so let's talk about ADMs and pinball sales. So I want to talk about the fact that when you have a Pirates of the Caribbean Collector's Edition sell from a distributor who held it in box... They held it in box. It was their personal game. A distributor sold the Pirates of the Caribbean CE for $38,500. Just the other day, Justin Kelly sold his Tron LE on eBay for $25,000. His eBay fees were about $1,400. So do the math. He took home a huge chunk of change. Mr. Bill Brandis just sold his Tron LE and his Rick and Morty. It wasn't even a butter edition. He sold those two games for 32,000 US dollars to a buyer. So you can't ignore what's happening in pinball right now. A Fathom by Haggis Pinball, even though I love what they're doing, is $9,000 for a Fathom top of the line. A spooky pinball with all the bells and whistles cost me with tax around $9,800. Now, when I sold my spooky pinball game, I got 11000 for it. I heard an Elvira Signature Edition sold in Australia for $35,000 Australian dollars. I don't even know what that adds. I think it's like $25K or something. If I had waited and sold my Batman SLE this year, I bet we're looking at $25,000 to $30,000 for it. Is this an anomaly or why does this keep happening over and over and over again? Now, we could sit in the corner and say those people who buy those machines are idiots and they're not indicative of where this hobby is going, but I don't think you can do that anymore. Now, personally, 
Again, this is just my personal opinion, and I've always said in the past, as long as the seller and the buyer are happy, who cares? I heard that the person who bought Justin Kelly's Tron LE made millions of dollars on Bitcoin. So if you made millions of dollars, all of a sudden, that extra zero means nothing. So you buying a $25,000 Tron is equivalent to that man buying like a $2,500 thing or maybe even like a $250 thing if he made tons and tons of money. He doesn't care, but it can't be everybody in that boat. But the world's in a weird place. If you bought Dogecoin on Saturday when it dipped to 14 cents, it's now at 32 cents. So you could have doubled up your millions and millions of dollars in less than a week. And that's where we're at. People are making so much money so quickly and those who are willing to take the risk are getting rewards 10 times over like never before. But is that going to change pinball? So here's what I think is gonna happen. I look at some of this stuff as a little bit of an outlier, but here's the problem that's gonna happen in pinball and we're there, we're at the shores of it. There are more collectors than new games that people want to collect. The games that people want to collect are the collector's editions from Jersey Jack Pinball, are the limited editions from Stern. For those people out there that can't understand why an Ellie has value, you'll never get it. It is simply because there is only that number of machines and there will never be any more than that. That is the only reason there is value there. The only reason that Elvira Signature Edition it will always be worth way more is that there are only 50. It doesn't even matter what the difference is between the LE and the SLE. As long as that's the scarcest number of machines, that will hold value. Some of you pinball guys can't get your head around that. You're like, but the gameplay is the same. The features are the same. It's not worth any more. It's not worth any more to you. If you're a premium buyer and you don't care about limited edition stuff, congratulations. You probably have the healthiest mindset. You will have the most fun in this hobby and you don't care. But you're not representative of where all the prices are going on these collectible versions of these machines. So here's what's gonna happen. Here's what's going to happen. And this is the problem. When you have a distributor who holds on to a game like a Pirate CE and a year later sells it for close to $40,000, that distributor made on that sale what would have taken them, what, 15 or 20 other games to sell. And right now, if you're a distributor and you're watching these people sell these games at these prices, and imagine if all these distributors just held one back. If every single distributor held one game back, one LE, one CE, and just waited a year, they would now be sitting on a game that is worth, what, twice what they paid? Tron LE was 5700 bucks. This is where it gets stupid in people's minds. If you walk across a Tron LE, you are not going to see a $25,000 pinball machine in terms of anything other than the scarcity. 
it still looks somewhat like a cheaper Stern game. The artwork is not great. The DMD is just blue. I mean, what about that game? It wasn't even blue to begin with. You have to switch in a blue DMD. I don't even think Tron has a color DMD sort of option. Tron LE. It's a great game. It's a fun game. It was an amazing game at 5700 bucks. At $25,000, it's no longer a great game. It's a great collectible. It's not a $25,000 experience. It's now a $25,000 work of art. And I'm not going to argue against that side of it because I think people who spend $25,000 on a Tron or $30,000 on a Pirates of the Caribbean, they're not really going to play these games. They now have something that they're going to keep saying is a high, high-end pinball work of art that is in their room and they're just going to drool over it. The other part I don't understand about some of these recent sales though, especially the Tron one, is now that we've seen this game sell, both for 20 and 25,000, why did the price jump so quickly? That's the part I can't understand. Tron LE was maybe like 12 or $13,000, $9,000, People were selling them for around nine to $10,000 a couple years ago. How did it go from being a 10 to $15,000 game to a $25,000 game. A year ago, Pirates of the Caribbean was selling, selling, the collector's editions were selling for around fifteen dollars to $18,000. How did they jump to $30,000 in one year? The answer is simple. There are now way more collectors in pinball than there are machines. And more and more people are making money more and more people are looking to put this kind of toy into their home and this is the new reality it's not in operators industry people yes operators if you're an operator i would just be loading up my operation with stern pros there is no reason why an operator would put le's or a ce or anything collectible out on location Someone was telling me like their Deadpool Pro made them like $20,000 over the last few years. That's what you do if you're an operator. You want to make money. You're not there to say, my location has all these LEs in a row. That's stupid to have your LEs taking abuse. You might as well just put pros there. But my point is this. There are now so many more people who want these games than there are available. And to get one at MSRP, here's my point of this episode. This is the big change we're going to see. I don't think distributors everywhere are going to continue to sell these things at MSRP. We've seen them not really do what I'm about to explain. And it's what's been happening in the auto industry for many, many years. If there are more people who want a car and the dealership is only allotted a certain number of cars. We heard Zach Many talk about this. Thank you, Zach, for talking about it. Every distributor is only allotted a certain amount of games. So let's say a distributor is allotted five Mandalorian LEs and 50 people want it. Why should a distributor simply sell that game at MSRP? That's the manufacturer's suggested retail price. There is way more demand for that game than a $9,200 price tag. Why would a distributor sell it at MSRP and watch people buy it and immediately those buyers are holding on to something that might be worth way more than $9,200? And this is what ADMs are. Let me read you what an ADM is. It means additional dealer markup. 
And in the pinball world, we could call it an additional distributor markup. It's an additional deal or profit, and it appears on the sticker next to the manufacturer's MSRP. Now, this is something that car people hate. It's also something that pinball people will hate. And it's not something I'm happy to see come to pinball, but it is, like Thanos, inevitable. It is going to happen. There is no way to avoid this. Now, here's where I think it's going to happen. It's not going to happen with your big, big distributors. Because even in the auto world, the big, big dealers that get the most Corvettes and this and that, they get the most because they sell the most, and they sell the most because they sell the most at MSRP. So I think the huge distributors, the trends of the world, the coin takers, the automateds, they're not going to do this. But you can't tell me smaller distributors who might only get one or two LEs, how can they look at what these games are going for and not want to say, look, the market is saying that this Mandalorian is now worth $13,000. If you want to get a Mandalorian at $13,000, you could either have to go to eBay or Pinside, but we're going to be a dealer that does apply an adjusted distributor market price. And if you want to spend a little bit more, we're going to have one available. We are not going to pre-sell these games. We're not going to have a waiting list. We are simply going to set the price we think it's worth. And if you want it, you can buy it. And I think everyone is ashamed to do this right now. I think they're ashamed to do this because they know that they're going to get yelled at and chastised by the community. But here's the thing. They will still sell every single game if they price it at the right market value. They will. Can you imagine right now? Let's talk. Let's Let's walk this through. Can you imagine right now if a distributor had Guns N' Roses Collector's Editions in a box, if they kept 10 back, and right now they said, look, we have 10, we know they sold out in one hour, we're going to sell these 10 for 16.5. Immediately what would happen is this, they would sell every single one because the market is now selling them at 20 or $19,000. So is that wrong for that distributor to sell $4,000 over MSRP, make $40,000 on the 10 CEs they held back? Is that so wrong for them to make some of that money? For a distributor, this is their living. This is what they do for a living. And so why is it that just the average Joe flipper or speculator should be able to make all this money? And I see some of you speculators, and I'm a speculator at times too, and I'm not ashamed to speculate. I don't care. The reason why I don't care is this, and people could say I'm part of the problem. The reason I don't care is this. The amount of money in this hobby is staggering. I feel broke. Even when I have a dual income and I have good money growing and I have good investments, I feel broke when I see the amount of money in this hobby. And I think there is a huge division in this hobby between a lot of the casual players and tournament players and the collectors. The collectors in pinball, those of you out there, if you're sitting on $100,000 worth of pinball machines, you're rich. If you're sitting on $200,000 in pinball machines, you're extremely rich. Because if you have $200,000 in pinball, it would probably make my eyes tear how much money you have in other areas of life. And you should, and I'm not begrudging anybody. But my point is this, the guy who made $5 million this year, he can afford a $38,000 Pirates of the Caribbean without thinking twice. So we're going to see this. Because the other part that's going to happen is this. Every single collector's edition and every single LE 
will be spoken for before they are even revealed. Let me repeat that. You are not going to be able to get on a list to get these machines very soon because every distributor's allotment will be spoken for. And then what do you do? What do you do if there's going to be 600 Mandalorians and 3,000 people want one? And when I'm talking only about the LEs, what do you do then? Do you sell to all 600 people at MSRP? What do you do then if you're a distributor? How do you figure out who's on your list? Now, normally, it's your repeat customers. It might be some friends. But man, we're at the point now, and you know this, that a distributor, like, why can't a distributor do what Spooky Pinball is doing? No one wants to talk about this. Why can't a distributor sell a membership to that distributor? Like, why isn't there a coin taker club the way there's a spooky fan club? I mean, spooky pinball is basically saying you get to buy our game first if you give us $40. That's what they're doing with the fan club. So let's say spooky pinball is going to make a thousand LEs next and everybody wants one. The only way you can get one if you are on the fan club list. So that's an additional $40,000 Spooky Pinball will make just to give you the right to buy their game. And I'm happy they're doing it. It's very smart marketing. They understand where the market's at. But why won't distributors do that next? Why doesn't a distributor say, hey, if you want to be on my Stern LE list, you're going to have to like cough up some dough. And all of a sudden, doesn't it start to feel like being on the LE list with a big distributor or a good distributor who's gonna get an allotment, doesn't that now start to feel like season tickets to the NFL? That people are gonna grandfather their LE list spot to the next person? See, I think this is gonna happen. I think people are gonna be like, you're number eight on my list for every Stern LE. Do you want that? Yes, okay, but you have to like confirm or agree that you're gonna buy every single one. And I think you're gonna see people say, okay, because I already know that's happening. It's a dirty little thing that happens in pinball where there are people who are on the list for every single distributor LE and they get it. They don't even care what the theme is. They're just like, send it to me, ship it to me or, or, or store it for me. Because if you bought every single LE, it still is a speculator's market. I mean, if you bought every LE and kept it new in box, you did not win on every one. You might have got a Led Zeppelin. That's not going up in value. You might have got a Munsters. That's not going anywhere in value. You might have got some of the duds, like Black Knight LE, not up in value. If you had the topper, then we're up in value. But this is going to come. There are more people trying to get through the door than there is product. Now, the other thing I'm surprised hasn't popped up in this world, and for those of you out there who want to make some money in pinball, I'm surprised there's nobody out there as a business stockpiling these games right now who in the future is going to just start selling you any game you want, but at a price, right? It's like buying bottles of wine and holding on to it until the value goes through the roof. Can you imagine... If a distributor popped up tomorrow or just just some sort of business entity within pinball and said, hey, we own 10 Pirates of the Caribbean collector's editions new in box. What could they price them at? How much profit would there have been? I don't think this is going to stop in the short term. I think we're going to see people next year. Watch. They're going to start spending stupid amounts of money on probably Willy Wonka CEs because new people come in, they want every Jersey Jack machine, 
They want to have the row lined up, and there's none to be had, and that's what's going to happen. We're going to see we're going to see that game go up next. Not not to the levels of Pirates, not to the levels of Guns and Roses. Willy Wonka is not the best machine. It didn't have the demand, and it sat and it sat and it sat. But sitting for a year unsold, as we see with Pirates, doesn't mean it can't skyrocket eventually. Now, the only issue with Willy Wonka, they still made a ton of CEs and LEs. Well, they made 500 CEs and they made, I don't know how many LEs, but once, here's what's going to happen. The moment Jersey Jack says we're no longer putting Willy Wonka on the line, Jersey Jack has the power to cause all of their old titles to skyrocket. See, right now, everyone thinks remakes and vaults are always a possibility. The moment these companies come out and say, we are never making this again, that immediately almost creates like a 25% on that day price increase of whatever the title is. The moment no more will be made because these collectors want stuff new in box. Let me play devil's advocate on all of this, and I want to speak really from my feelings on this because I, for one, think there should be high-end pinball. I, for one, am surprised that no company understands that. I'm surprised that nobody is making pinball machines for rich people because so many rich people are in this hobby. It's sort of sad to me that rich people need to think a $5,700 Tron LE is now like the rich person's game. That game has hardly anything really in it. It wasn't built with a high bomb. It wasn't built with a beautiful sound system. I know you can hook up a sub and stuff. It wasn't built with materials that were anywhere close to the $25,000 price range. And still, here we are today in 2021, and no one's making games for rich people. The only thing they're doing to entice rich people is they're making a limited number of something, slapping different artwork or armor on it, and then voila, you have this sought-after thing, right? It's Now it's the one that everybody clamors for, even if the experience is exactly the same. I've always said I'm surprised nobody makes a limited game for rich people where there's not like tons of premiums out there of the same exact game. But nobody's done it. So because of that right now, these rich people and these collectors, they want to feel special. So they're applying, I think, specialness and they're applying like a value to these games right now this year. That's just not really there. It all is arbitrary and manufactured out of thin air. It's just to make them feel like they have something so many people want and they have one. It doesn't make the game any better. It doesn't make the game any more special. When you stand over a Tron LE, how can you feel like you're standing over a $25,000 item? It doesn't matter, right? But if I'm going to play devil's advocate, here's what I think is going to happen. I personally think all of these prices skyrocketing in one year is stupid. I think it has to do with a few things. I think it has to do with a lot of people making a lot of money in a very short period of time and they don't care what they do with it because they didn't work hard for this money. Everyone won the lottery with crypto if you got in a year ago. Everybody's been winning the lottery with the market in the past year with any of these blue chip stocks. So a lot of people have made six, seven figures pretty quickly, and now they don't care. They're just going to buy whatever they want. They don't, no Fs given on what they're purchasing. So you have that happening. You have COVID. People are bored. They haven't got anywhere. They haven't traveled. They're not spending as much on other things. So they're almost acting like the world is over a little bit with this pandemic, and I'm going to live once with these kinds of frivolous purchases. So a lot of that is happening. 
You've also had delays by the pinball companies, right? There hasn't been a ton of new games. Here we are five months into the new year and there hasn't been a single new release. People are looking backwards and want to buy something. There's just like there's not enough consistent supply of new games. Here's what I think is going to happen. I still think the ADM stuff is going to happen. I think we're going to see markups by certain institutions to allow people to get LEs after they're sold out and CEs after they're sold out. But here's what I think is going to happen with some of these crazy prices we're seeing. They're going to bottom out and they're going to slide back down to reality. And the major factor in that is simply this. More amazing games are coming. This is not the end. You could jump in now and say that Pirates of the Caribbean is the end-all, be-all. It's not. Eric's going to make better games with a better theme, with better assets. It's going to happen. Stern is just getting started. Stern's the craziest. Stern is just getting started. Stern is going to make so many phenomenal games into the future. They're not over. This is like a whole new golden era for them, and it's just beginning. It's not coming to an end anytime soon because so many of us out there are still really young we're making a lot of money and we're going to keep making money over the next 20 years and stern's going to be happy to supply us pinball machines over that time period and as more and more games come out more and more impressive games will come out that will make those older games really look dated really look stale in comparison you know some people think like oh tron le because it's a great game it'll always be a great game sure but it will start to look dated. And when you put a Tron LE next to a Guns N' Roses Collector's Edition, yeah, I think you absolutely cannot, cannot pay $25,000 for either machine, but there is no way that Tron looks like it's worth anything more than like $9,000 when you look at what you can get. And I get it, it's all about the scarcity, but when they Vault Edition Tron, what happens then, right? That's the other part. Again, I also believe that everything is a remake potential and everything will be remade that people really want. But here's the part. Here's the part. Yes, they will never remake those 400 Tron LEs the way they made those games. But I'll tell you the solution to all of this. If what I've said on this podcast annoys you and you're like, Canada, you're a jerk. You're, you're basically giving people ideas on how to raise the prices and how to charge over a sticker. Here's the good news for everybody out there. And I mean this. If you simply don't give a crap about a limited edition pinball machine, you will never have to fall into this shit show. And I'm going to call it a shit show. If you don't care about looking better than your neighbor's collection, you will never fall into this shit show. It doesn't really have value. It doesn't really make your life any better. You won't be a bigger man. You won't be a better man if you have a collector's edition over an LE of Guns N' Roses. It, it's not. The person playing a collector's edition is having no more fun than someone playing an LE of GNR. The person playing Tron LE, which what? The only difference is a Daft Punk multiball, which is not the easiest to get to. That person is having no more fun than someone who plays a fully tricked out Tron Pro. And they know this. The sellers know this. The buyers probably know this. And if you don't care about this stuff, if you don't care about valuing the rarity and just want to enjoy these games and just want to play pinball, you, my friend, 
will have a happier life. You'll have a happier wife because you won't be dropping this kind of money on this stuff. You will be much more satisfied with this hobby. If you stare at these big prices and you look at it and you say, oh, I'm out on pinball. This hobby's jumped this shark. I hate pinball now. That makes no sense to me because you simply can sidestep it. Absolutely sidestep it. You don't need to fall into the world of FOMO and LEs and I got one. Okay, you got one. Now, how about you show us who you are? I love all these pinball collectors and buyers, right? It's like step out from behind the curtain. And ultimately, we go to pinball shows, we see who's in this hobby, we see who people are. It doesn't make you any more interesting if you own any of these machines. What makes people interesting and what makes life fulfilling is found nowhere near a super expensive limited pinball machine. Absolutely not. And you know and I know that the majority of people who buy these super expensive games, they never play them. They simply put dust covers on top of them, and they're waxing their play fields after each play, and they like to go into the game room when there's nobody there. They turn the lights on, and they think they're reliving some sort of nostalgic past of their childhood, and they just feel good, but that's it. That's it. I would much rather, I say this, I say this, and I'll say it again. I would much rather take $38,000 and spend a month in Tokyo flying first class, eating at Michelin star restaurants, having the most amazing trip through Japan. I'd go to Kyoto. I'd go all over Japan for $40,000, the kind of vacation you could have that you would never forget. I would much rather do that than buy a Pirates of the Caribbean collector's edition. Now I get the old argument. Well, the person you can spend 40K on Pirates can also do that. Probably, probably. But I just, you know, I just don't think you guys should get too hung up on what we're seeing because the exit is so easy to take. Just don't value that stuff like that. Don't care when people flex with showing you that stuff and you will be so much happier. And I want people to enjoy pinball. The thing I really want, and I'm for expensive pinball machines. I just want to see someone make a $25,000 pinball machine. Here's my dream. I want to see someone make a $25,000 pinball machine where the bomb on that machine was 20 grand. I want to see someone actually put the shit into the game. I'm sorry to curse on this episode. I want to see someone load it up so it actually has stuff in it that's worth that. That the value isn't just because of some arbitrary scarcity. And nobody's done that. I challenge someone out there, please make a $25,000 game or make a $20,000 game in which the bomb is ten dollars to $15,000. Like actually engineer mechs again. Like can nobody engineer a mech? When I look at a Tron LE, those mechs are pathetic. When I look at most Sterns, the mechs are pathetic. When I look at GNR, there's really no mechs in that game that's like really complex. Can nobody actually engineer anymore in pinball? Can we get a mechanism that moves like the Doctor Who levels up? Can we get something that's impressive? And imagine if you had a bomb of ten dollars to $15,000, what could be in a game? And that's why I think this industry is so strange to me. I'm all for higher prices, but give us what we pay for. And then the people who are like, well, it's just fun. Like Led Zeppelin's fun. Yeah, Led Zeppelin's a barren, uncreative, unimaginative game. Travis, I can't believe you said like it's more fun than GNR. I can't believe it. 
I can't believe it. Anyway, guys, have a good day. This has just been a random rambling about ADMs and prices and just sidestep it all. Have fun. Love your family and don't care about pinball so much. Bye. <music>